Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. hope you guys are staying busy and having a blessed Friday. We're staying busy down here at Health Masters, and I appreciate all the emails this week. Had a busy week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show yesterday. Health topic-based show that we wanted to basically play for you guys and let you enjoy that. And so, again, as we're starting to see more and more individuals become sick or get colds, I've had a lot of people email me in the last week, week and a half, a lot of people getting the flu, getting head colds, and, of course, bouncing back like we normally do as healthy human beings with immune systems that God blessed us with. I want to keep encouraging people to make sure you have a stack of supplements on hand when you need it. When people get sick, if you start getting run down, if you start getting a sore throat, or even if you get hit in the face with the flu out of nowhere, you want to make sure you start hammering some subs immediately. And another one, too, that can actually help out significant for the flu is the viral graphis formula. It's got licorice root extract in it. It is not something you take on a regular basis. It is something you take during an emergency when your immune system needs it. So just giving everybody a heads up on that, the viral graph is because I have heard a lot of people getting the flu over the last couple weeks, which surprise, surprise, um, it is what it is. People get sick, immune systems get run down, people spread viruses. It's just the way of life. There's nothing to be scared or terrified of it. Simply be prepared, handle it, and deal with it and get past it. Now, multiple topics that are going on this week that I know everybody wants me to address because I've gotten emails, I've got text messages. And so this is going to be... An intense show today. It's going to be a high-paced show. Buckle up. Get your five-point harness on. It's going to be a good show. First one that I want to address, and I want to kind of go into detail on this on a few minutes and then expand. Um, of course, everybody saw that we had a partial win yesterday with the Supreme Court saying that the administration massively and unconstitutionally overstepped its authority with the COVID vaccine requirement through OSHA. The Supreme Court stopped from enforcing, uh, stopped the administration from enforcing a requirement that employees at large businesses must be vaccinated against COVID or undergo weekly testing and wear a mask at a job. This is great for most workers because this is going to stop this immediately. So everybody was excited. I was very glad to see this. We prayed and pushed forward. However, the little excerpt at the bottom that nobody's wanted to talk about is they did, the Supreme Court did. Highlight and mandate the fact that healthcare workers can be forced to take the COVID injection. Um, this is an absolute failure to me on this part. The fact that Roberts and Kavanaugh went along with this and they actually sided with the three liberals um, doesn't surprise me, but it's grossly disturbing to me. Again, what I've always told everybody, this is what continually happens on a regular basis. They take four steps forward and they take one step back. Then they push three steps forward, they push one step back, and they keep pushing a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. They didn't even need a week to figure out if this was unconstitutional with OSHA. This shouldn't even have been a debate. This should have been a same day, absolutely not. There's nothing to consider here. We already know what's going on. But again, they drug it out an entire week to basically keep the anticipation going and then turned around and said, no, you can't do it. But now medical workers, now we're waiting to see if they're going to be able to push and remove medical and religious exemptions, because I've told a lot of people this already. If you are in the healthcare industry, and I've reportedly, rep repeatedly done this and helped numerous people out with this, you have to file a religious exemption. You do not have to tell them what your church is. You do not have to get a pastor's signature. You don't have to give them an explanation other than I have a strongly held religious belief. I saw another article here earlier that 700 workers 
from the Mayo Clinic totaling are being terminated for failure to comply with the Medical Center's vaccination deadline. January 3rd was the vaccination deadline for Mayo Clinic across the country, unless otherwise exempt for medical or religious reasons. I can't reiterate this anymore if you're in the industry and this is what they're requiring. So because the Supreme Court had an absolute F yesterday, they got a 50-50. They won the OSHA mandate. They failed our health care workers. That's an F in my opinion. That's a 50. That's failing. Horrible job yesterday. Good news for everybody in the working market. You have to continue to stand up for this because there are a lot of businesses now that are still pushing this. Because remember, this was an OSHA basically mandate that the administration tried to force them to do, which was grossly illegal on every aspect of OSHA coming in and enforcing this. However, this does not prevent businesses from still mandating vaccine requirements if they want to do it. Nike just reportedly fired unvaccinated employees this weekend. They're coming up now. They're, they're going to be firing thousands of employees, what they're saying. They the intentions of firing employees starting the weekend on January 15th, 2022, those who have not been vaccinated because of their either medical or religious exemption have been exempt. Again, you have to file a religious exemption. You have to fight this with fire. I've repeatedly told everybody this, but a lot of businesses are still going to follow through. I told you Black and Decker, Lowe's, a lot of them are pushing people to get the injection. You have to put out the religious exemption there. Can't reiterate that anymore. People still haven't figured this out yet. So, again, as we're seeing these things culminate and take place, we have to remember you have to be vocal and you have to stand your ground with this. If they aren't going to follow the rule of law, they're going to violate the Constitution. You have to fight back and you have to show them that you're not going to sit there and essentially be a, a willing party to your own death, as far as I'm concerned. When you start taking a lot of this experimental RNA stuff, nobody knows what's going to do to you. One thing that we do know, I just saw this the other day, that there was a uh, individual that um, it was up in South Dakota – Joseph Keaton, his family still grieving, 26 years old, on his death certificate, died from multifocal myocarditis following the third dose of experimental RNA shot three days later. Now, it's interesting about this. If you pull up his death certificate, which I'm not trying to throw the family out there like this because I know they're probably in a really rough time right now, but on the death certificate issued by the state of South Dakota and obtained by the defender, at least it lists Keating's cause of death from multifocal myocarditis involving the left ventricle with a second cause of death listed as the recent Pfizer COVID-19 booster vaccine. Whoa. On the death certificate, it says it. There's a copy of it online. You can look at it. That is extremely bad. This is good for us trying to prove the fact that these things are dangerous. This is very bad for Pfizer. And again, topics like this have to get addressed when morons come up and say, the shot is totally safe. It's 100% safe and effective. You just need to get it because, well, well, because if you don't get your shot, my shot doesn't work anymore. Come on, guys. We can do better than that. And what's interesting today, I saw NBC yesterday. Of course, they're trying to stoke the media and trying to stoke everybody's fear and push the agenda. And there's a new topic that continues to get popped up now, and I've been hearing about this. And you can see how they're they're building this into what they're going to do in a little bit. And it's the term Christian nationalist. Yeah, I've talked about it before. It's a term that just started getting popped up a few years ago. And essentially what it is, it's used to describe anybody who's a devout Christian – and they're a patriot, and they want the rule of law and the Constitution to be followed. 
That's pretty much the definition when you look at what they reference to. Well, they came out and they just slammed. So the U.S. Supreme Court sided with the virus today. They're a right-wing thinking ideologist. This is the sort of thing Christian nationalists do in the Supreme Court. Should, we should all just have right-wing talk show hosts now as far as for the Supreme Court. Now, of course, this is a completely and totally erroneous statement to say the Supreme Court is basically Christian nationalists because, quite frankly, a bunch of them, in my opinion, are bunch of libtards. They are. I mean, the way they act and a lot of stuff they rule on. What this is doing is this is, again, putting that topic and that word out in the media. Christian nationalist. So the Supreme Court that's supposed to follow the rule of law and the law of the land and the Constitution, that's technically what the Supreme Court is supposed to do, they are now Christian nationalists because they ruled the government doesn't have the right to tell a business they have to forcibly inject all their employees with an experimental RNA injection? Yeah, that's what NBC says on that. So again, understand the propaganda and narrative that they're putting out there. They're putting terms and ideas and verbiage out into the marketplace, out into the minds and pop of the population, and they're allowing them to saturate and to keep bringing them up and bringing them up and bringing them up. The very fact that NBC is even coming up and slamming the Supreme Court for this shows you their level of disdain and hatred for the American population and the freedom of way of life. Again, this topic with the Supreme Court and the OSHA mandate, it shouldn't even have taken a day of deliberation. This should have been one of those, dude, we already know what it is. This is no, not constitutional in any way, shape, or form. But again, they want to drag it out to build up the anticipation like they do. Because remember, national, this, this national level politics, it's 99.99% theater. It's designed to be a distraction. The only way you can really elicit most change is on a local level. That's why I tell a lot of people, run for local mayor, run for local you know, county commissioner, run for local sheriff, whatever you can do locally if you want to make changes, if your community and if your county and if your state is not where you want it to be. you got to work from the bottom up. The national politics, they're theater. They're designed to keep people distracted and focused on stuff that they have no ability to change. We have the ability to change things at a local level very easily if we're engaged. Other topic that I've been emailed and I want to bring up on here. Everybody's been freaking out and sending me this email about basically the U.S. Army conducting the two-week guerrilla war training exercise in North Carolina over two dozen counties with Special Forces final exam. Okay. Yes, I understand that they are using a final exam for spec ops out of Fort Bragg, a training exercise for soldiers in a politically unstable fictional country using unconventional guerrilla warfare to defeat numer numerically superior enemy. Yes, I got it. They said soldiers will face off against seasoned military members and specially trained civilians during the exercise, which serves as special forces final exam. Several citizens, however, concerned the exercise encourages soldiers to target civilians. Absolutely, that's it. that is what this operation is about. Just clarify that. It is designed to train spec ops soldiers on how to engage guerrilla warfare training. Is this specifically designed to go after American patriots that are not happy with what's going on? Yes, it could be. Does the United States military have enough special operations soldiers to actually go against the United States civilian populace if we decided to pick up our arms and there's one or two, maybe three percent of us that decide to arm up? Absolutely not. Special operations are an incredibly elite team of warfare fighters in the United States, and they're also a very small amount of warfare fighters in the United States. Could they do this in small pockets and shut down resistance? Absolutely. But you have to remember one thing about this. The sky is not falling. 
the United States military has been doing similar exercises this all the way back from the 60s. This is not something abnormal. To my opinion, the title is designed to create fear. That's what it's done. That's why it was in the UK Daily Mail. It was overall online. They, guys, listen. Fort Bragg doesn't have to disclose anything with their spec off soldiers. They intentionally release this information. It's designed to create fear, and one key element to any psychological operation is creating and instilling fear in those you seek to control. Remember that. So when they come out with this giant headline, let me see where the one article was here. Yes, here's here's the headline from UK Daily Mail: A Civil War Rehearsal Question Mark. U.S. Army will conduct guerrilla warfare training exercise in North Carolina to teach special forces how to overthrow illegitimate government fighters just weeks after DOG announced new domestic terrorism group. Is all this stuff related? Absolutely all this stuff's related. They know exactly what they're doing years and years in advance. Was this final exam and this platform put together in the last couple weeks? Absolutely not. They've been doing tests like this and finals like this and training like this for decades. This is not anything new to the United States military. Because remember, it's soldiers, they want to make sure people and soldiers do not get along. The United States military is a great force. I have a lot of friends in the United States military. There's a reason why they're completely and totally collapsing the U.S. military right now with this vaccine mandate. It's to destabilize and weaken the U.S. military. If they want to come in and they want to come against guerrilla warfare soldiers, U.S. patriots in the United States because we're sick of a complete and totally corrupt government, they're going to use very few amounts of special operations soldiers. Spec ops soldiers in the United States are extremely smart. You don't get to those positions because you're a moron. You basically are you're, – I mean, you're very smart. I know a few of them. And, I mean, will they follow orders in most cases? Absolutely. Are they going to defy certain orders in some cases? Absolutely. So this is something you have to understand. This is a fear-titled propaganda piece. Fort Bragg does this on a regular basis with special operations soldiers. And remember, majority of the individuals in the military that are going to follow orders are going to be underneath the U.N. if they actually did this. U.N. would bring in the soldiers. And most of those U.S. soldiers that follow would be straight grunts. They'd be like private enlisted that are just going to be, you know, E-1s that are going in and just following orders. We saw this with soldiers instructed to collect all weapons and safeguard civilian firearms during Hurricane Katrina. It's exactly what happened in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. They came in and started basically stripping firearms. This forced the collection of personal firearms after Hurricane Katrina into the military arms and left civilians defenseless and later, le later left them victims from crimes of other civilians during the turmoil. It was an absolute horrific mistake. They did it as a beta test to see if they could get away with it in a very, very small subsection of New Orleans. If you guys actually researched it and looked at it, this is on a main area that essentially ended up being a higher and drier area that had just had some flooding, and they went in and did this pretty much as a test it was a test run, see what they could get away with. And quite frankly, I was very displeased that a lot of individuals gave up their firearms so easily. However, I do know for a fact from people that I knew that had been involved in that, a lot of civilians did not give up all their firearms. That's why I encourage people, if you're in a state and you don't have to have illegal registration, always have a few couple firearms that you've bought from private sellers and just keep those aside if you ever need to keep them as a backup. Just my two cents on there. So as a reader, as a listener, as a show host, as me, I want to caution everybody in assuming that all military are bad guys with articles like this. This article is primarily used to instill fear. To the veterans in active duty, I also caution a lot of you to not openly dismiss this as a run-of-the-mill military exercise. There's both sides to this argument on here. Keep in mind, ask questions, use your state and local politicians to keep this in check. National politics are a theater distraction. 
Local reps are used to change it from the bottom up. This is how it works, guys. So I just wanted to kind of touch base on that. Also, in other news as well, I talked this briefly at the beginning of the week, and I didn't get a chance to really elaborate into more of it, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more here now because this is bombshell, and the fact that nobody has been talking about this except for alternative media shows you what they're trying to suppress. Project Veritas, I was right at the beginning. I saw this from Project Veritas right when it came out, and I talked about it on Monday. They have the report showing that the Department the Defense Agency, DARPA, rejected on March 2018 a funding request by EcoHealth Allowance for gain-of-function research, which intentionally strengthens viruses to better study their potential effects on humans. DARPA concluded the project would be a violation of a pre-existing moratorium on such research and noted that EcoHealth's pitch does not mention or assess potential risk of -of gain-of-function research. DARPA dumped this. It Those guys do all kinds of weird stuff over there in their research. They didn't want to be involved in gain-of-function research. Yet, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, which was under Fauci direction at the time and still is, went on to approve a grant for EcoHealth, which put direct funding at several sites, including China's controversial Wuhan Institute of Virology, to work on gain-of-function research in order to make a weaponized virus. Fauci and his defendants have ferociously denied the claim that they approved the gain-of-function research. However, the new documents indicate Darker recognized it as such research and did not want to be involved in it. Now, on top of this, you have more Project Veritas information that came out that is now showing also one of the folders from DARPA prove that ivermectin was a proven curative back in April 2020, and it was buried as a top-secret, basically, article. One of the articles that comes out is from the file. Ivermectin identified as a curative in April 2020 works throughout all phases of illness because it both inhibits viral replication and modulates the immune response. Of note, chloroquine phosphate, that's hydroxychloroquine, identified April 20th as a curative, is identified in a proposal as a SARS-CoV inhibitor, as is interferon, identified May 20th, May 2020 as a curative. They had the knowledge and the government continued to fraudulently portray COVID as a pandemic when they had research at the beginning of 2020 showing that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine was a known curative. This is in DARPA top secret files that Veritas exposed. Guys, we've been yelling about this for literally almost two years now. I've been telling everybody this. Everybody in alternative media has said this, and now you finally have DARPA's information coming out now. Now, what's interesting about this, and the reason why they did this, and I'm going to reiterate this. I called this out last year, but now we have full proof in this Veritas research. For a COVID vaccine to receive emergency use authorization, which they did eight months after this was researched, the only way the FDA was permitted to issue emergency use authorization was if there was, and I quote, no other treatment or cure for whatever disease they were making the emergency use authorization for. Thus, the EUA was themselves illegal because DARPA had knowledge that this curative was ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Adding insult to injury, the vaccines began killing people by the thousands after they were issued emergency use authorization. And that same government not only refused to stop the vaccine, they wanted to mandate that people take them. So, yes, we called this well over a year ago. It's happening. It's been happening. They knew ivermectin was working very effectively all the way in April 2020. Guys, 
rewind. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's when all the stuff started with, we have to lock down the country and we have to flatten the curve. It's only two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks for the next five years of your life or however long they want to portray this to continue going on. It's a complete and total lie. During that time when they shut down the economy and ruined small businesses and said, you are not essential because your business does not qualify to be essential. So you are not allowed to work. You have to stay at home and go bankrupt. At that exact same time they did that, DARPA was releasing documentation that it was a curative and that ivermectin worked and that you could give it to patients that were ill with COVID and it would treat it. This is very disturbing. That is not surprising. Continues to go on and on and on. This is why I have repeatedly told everybody. This only stops when everybody stops complying. Now you have a very significant reason, and you have no excuse to comply with the shot. Now the Supreme Court at least got an F yesterday. It was still a positive F, I guess you could say. It was maybe a 59. Um, This is where we're at. There's no reason to continue to go on with this charade. I know a lot of people who have gotten the shot, they regret it now, and they're not going to get it ever again. I encourage you, those people, do your continued research and stand up for that conviction now that you've established it. If you've gotten the injection, you've had side effects, there's still a lot of supplements that I'm reading about that you can take, including the resveratrol, great antioxidant, the CoQ10 and the Super E for the heart. That is crucial, especially from what we're seeing with this booster shot now, massively with upticks in myocarditis. And it appears from the research and the doctors now, pretty much every shot you get, at least with Pfizer now, every shot drops your immune system by about 25%, and it increases side effects. That's why the booster shot is having such a negative effect on people. It's why so many people are getting the booster shot now, and they're getting unbelievably sick, a lot of them dying. It's continuing to degrade the immune system the more you take it. I fully expect with the CEO of Pfizer, who has already said by February now, he will have a booster four ready to go. You've already seen now that Israel has come out, and they're basically said the other day, somebody sent me the video. It was online. It was uh, one of the health ministers in Israel, and he said, we have – Evidence now, strong evidence, that after one week, the fourth booster shot is perfectly safe. Wait, 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 what? You have one week of research, and you're telling me the fourth booster shot is totally safe, and it totally works, and it's totally great for you to take, so everybody just needs to line up and get their fourth booster shot? Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. And as we're seeing these things continue to unfold, more and more and more people are starting to wake up. That's why it is so crucial that you continue to figure out where you stand on this because I promise you, this isn't going to stop. The Supreme Court yesterday, was most of it was theater. It really was. Now you see in Washington, D.C., starting Saturday, they're coming out now and they're saying, as the mayor's order 2021-148, the District of Columbia will adopt a citywide vaccination entry requirement that requires COVID-19 vaccination to enter all indoor facilities within the city. This ain't over, my friends. They're going to keep pushing. Vaccination against COVID-19 is required in the following locations. Indoor food and drink establishments, including restaurants, nightclubs, taverns, bars, coffee shops, food halls. All indoor cultural and entertainment statuses, including concerts, live entertainment, sporting venues, movie theaters, bowling alleys, indoor recreational establishments, including gyms, fitness studios, all event and meeting establishments, including conference centers. 
Anything else you guys want to add on there? I mean, I don't. Where where else are you gonna throw in there? Outside public parks? I mean, <laughs> where, I mean, you can't think you add anything else to the list. Only thing on that on that list, guys, is grocery stores and pharmacies. That's it. And they keep coming out and they say this stuff repeatedly, like, oh, it's only essential activity if you're not vaccinated in Canada. You guys saw that the other day. That was an interesting thing. Dr. Vardit Ravasky, Canada's top bioethnic and policy advisor, a.k.a. the Canadian quack that loves to tell people what to do. He was on a CBC News interview, and he was asked if the government of Quebec was going to go further into crackdowns on the unvaccinated. He said, well... As of right now, unvaccinated citizens of Quebec are not allowed to enter non-essential businesses. Everything else that is not food and medication that you need for your health at this point, because in a way, a luxury for you, it is now a luxury for you because you made the choice not to get the vaccine. And we cannot allow you to circulate freely and increase the burden on the health care system. Can't allow you to circulate freely. What are we talking about, leprosy here? No, we're talking about people that decided not to get injected with an experimental RNA shot. That's going on in D.C. So best believe the fight's not even close to over on here. That's why it's absolutely crucial people continue to push back on this. Told you guys before, all it takes is a couple people to stand up and say no. If enough other people around them stand up and say no, now you got half a dozen people. A few more people, now you got a dozen people. A few more, now you got 20, 30 people. This has to be done aggressively and very effectively, and you have to push back or else they're going to keep doing this all they want. The L.A. Times just published an article by Michael Hiltz, which literally now is openly mocking deaths of people that question vaccines. I kid you not. This is how far the propaganda is going to be pushed if people allow them to do it. The first name in the title which was changed by the editor subsequently right after they published it, was why shouldn't we dance on the graves of anti-vaxxers? Whoa. (laughs) The headline was changed to mocking anti-vaxxer death is ghoulish. Yes, but necessary. I kid you not. The columnist goes on to assert that the media should shine a spotlight on the deaths of people who ask questions about COVID vaccines and lockdown measures. He goes, mockery is not necessarily the wrong reaction to those who publicly mock anti-COVID reactions. Well, us two can play that game. I mean, we, you, should we start mocking people that die after their third booster shot when they're plainly claiming the booster shot's safe? I'm not really trying to do that to people, but I guess that's the game that they're trying to play. As we see universities getting more restrictive. And this one's funny to me. This is almost a funny one. Um, I saw this earlier. This is Vanderbilt in Tennessee. You guys know Vanderbilt University. <laughs> they sent an email out now outlining new restrictions for students returning to campus. Now listen to this for a second. And then I'm going to pause and let you guys think about it. And then I'm going to repeat part of it. And I'm going to tell you where they're actually, why they're actually doing this. It says, effective immediately until January 24th, students cannot leave their dorm rooms unless it is for authorized reasons. The reasons students may leave. To leave their residence to attend in-person classes. Okay. (laughs) Pick up to go food or supplies. Seek medical attention. Perform essential work or research at the university. Engage in outdoor activities. Okay. So you can go outside. You can go run around. You can go exercise. I can go to class. I can go to the hospital. I can go shopping. I can go to the doctor's office. I can go get food. I can go do work. I can do research for the university. Okay. Sounds like I'm in college. So where are we going with this? 
Students that violate any of these restrictions will be referred to the Office of Student Accountability, Community Standards, and Academic Integrity, and swift action will be taken by any verified instance of noncompliance. The message explained that students must not participate in any gatherings or engage with anybody in social interactions other than roommates and housemates. What? So I can go to class. I can go to the store. I can go to restaurants. I can go to work. I can do work for the university. I can go outside and exercise, but I'm not allowed to socialize with any of my friends at college, but I can go to class with them. This is nothing more than stupidity and compliance run amok. This is being done specifically to prevent students from having private conversations amongst themselves and training these students to be good little peasants and follow orders. None of this entire thing they put out makes any sense. You can go do all these things, but you're not allowed to socialize with gatherings of any size or engage in in-person social interactions with anyone other than roommate, housemate. So this is what they're saying here. If I'm walking to class and I see Mr. John walking towards me, I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, bud, what's going on? And we stop and talk on our way to class. All of a sudden, I'm going to have an RA sneak up behind me and say, oh, there's Austin and there's John. They're talking. I'm writing them up now. I'm going to go snitch on them. They're going to get fined. And I say, okay, see you later, bud. See you later, bud. And all of a sudden, I get notified that I violated the community standards and I was swift action because I have noncompliance. This is all about building a snitch state with a bunch of kids that have no guts to stand up and stand for themselves and stand for freedom of speech. This is all designed to prevent people from having person-to-person contact, from having private conversations, from interacting and socializing naturally with one another. That's what this entire platform is built on. They do not want you to talk. They do not want you to converse. The only thing they want you to be able to do is text on your phone, FaceTime, email, instant message. Instant message. <laughs> Show my age with that one. It, it, any of this stuff now, as far as with the um, text messaging, instant message was old AOL IM thing back in the day. They don't want anybody to be able to do any talking without it being on a platform they can record. This is one of the exact reasons why I said this when the whole thing started two years ago. So Vanderbilt University, y'all are garbage. I'm embarrassed that you would do this to your students, and I encourage anybody at Vanderbilt University, do not comply with not being able to socialize with your friends in college. One of the most moronic things I've ever heard in my life. Because here's what they're going to keep doing. With what you're seeing now here, and Vanderbilt, what you've seen up in D.C., they're going to keep pushing the goalposts. I told you guys that last week. Fauci came out and said, we're using the terminology now, keeping your vaccinations up to date rather than fully vaccinated. Well, of course, because that's what they're planning on doing. They're going to run another one and another one and another one and another one until people are so sick, they're either going to be dead or they're not even going to get up to go get vaccinated. Fauci made the announcement in response to the latest news coming out of Israel stating that the country's government plans to update the definition of fully vaccinated to mean people who have received two COVID booster doses. Yeah. Israel now is saying that you're not fully vaccinated unless you've had both Pfizer shots and you've had two booster shots now. Four shots. Oh, yeah. Remember, just two weeks to flatten the curve, right? That's that's what we're doing. And as we're starting to see this now – it's a full-blown pandemic of testing. That's all this is. That's why they ramped this up and they started bumping all these tests out. I called it last year when Biden came out and said, we're going to produce 500 million at-home tests. I told you one of my good doctor friends, 
did some from the Midwest. He said when he's working basically in the um, the uh, emergency room and they're basically coming into urgent care, he said vast majority of people that are coming in are not sick, and about 95% of the people that are actually testing positive have all been vaccinated. He said what they're doing is now this is starting to become a problem. We're going to see this now. I've told you guys this in the next couple of weeks. So many people are testing positive for no reason whatsoever other than they have a minor head cold or they may have the flu or they may have strep. Everything now is essentially made to be COVID. Now at the same time, this is very interesting. I saw this the other day. I'm still trying to figure out the entire reasoning behind this if it's people just simply aren't going or the blood is being compromised and they have to throw it out. Red Cross now has declared its first national blood crisis in the United States. Now, I don't know if this means because the good <laughs> natural blood that doesn't have spike proteins in it is being stored somewhere in an offsite for the banker boys because they want to make sure they have, you know, blood on background or whatever. Throw that out there. This says the Red Cross has declared the first ever national blood crisis in the United States. The organization warned members of the public of the consequences of the worst blood shortage, including doctors being forced to make difficult decisions about which patients receive blood transfusions over others. The American Red Cross said it has less than one day supply of critical blood types and has had to limit distribution to hospitals. At times, as much as one quarter of, a ho of hospital blood needs are not being met. The Red Cross urged the public to make an appointment to donate blood, and platelet donations are critically needed to help further fit the medical delay medical treatments. Now, obviously, there's something going on behind this. This isn't the—I mean, if they're saying it's the worst blood shortage in U.S. history. There's something going on. Now, you can really only speculate right now unless we have some more detailed research, but they're not releasing much about this. I brought this up last summer on what were going to be the side effects and what the, was going to happen to the blood when people continue to get these experimental shots. There's been reports now people have said that their blood turns very dark after they basically get the injection. A lot of blood clotting. Not, not, not sure how this works as far as when you start drawing blood and you basically donate it. What happens when you start donating blood? to an individual that's not vaccinated or not injected with the spike protein from an individual who has been injected with the spike protein. The blood is going to be contaminated with spike proteins. There's no question about it. So what's going to happen to the person that gets injected? I don't know. Our, and like I said, this is my, my theory on this. And again, this is just a theory. I'll let you make your own decision. It appears to me that probably a lot of the true bloods, like us, a lot of you guys, the ones that are still pure blood that don't have these spike proteins in us, a lot of that blood, more than likely, just my opinion, has been stored somewhere for future use, and they're not allowing it to circulate because they have to have clean blood on backup if they need it for a specific reason. When I say they, I mean the banker boys that are running the show behind the scenes. That's just my opinion on it. But for the Red Cross to come out and basically declare a national blood crisis emergency in the U.S., very, very strange and very odd timing with all this hanky-panky that's going on with this injection that's being shot all over the place. Now, also, too, in other news, you guys remember a couple weeks ago I brought up how it's very strange that these tornadoes, when they came in and hit Kentucky and all this stuff, just wiped out huge areas with chickens and eggs. And we continue to see these incidences. Well, I thought to myself as well last year, I brought this up, Why well, it just seems like there's a lot of weather crisis problems last year. Just coincidentally, in this weird state of mind that everybody's in, why all this weird 5G, why all this weird stuff's going on with the food and going on with the shots. Well, sure enough, I saw an article that just came up 
says the U.S. is hit by 20 separate billion-dollar weather disasters, totaling around $145 billion in 2021. They said the U.S. with the 20 separate weather disasters in 2021 made 2021 one of the most catastrophic natural catastrophe years in recorded history. Thousands of wildfires burning across the western states, frigid temperatures and hailstorms in Texas. You guys remember that in Texas? Everything froze up. Tornadoes in the southeast on a regular basis. I mean, abnormal amount of tornadoes. Tropical storms saturating in the east coast. They said 56% of the country was affected by a drought during 2021. And the list goes on. You guys know. Well, it's very strangely timed that you see a lot of these areas that were hit were all areas that are huge food production. At the same time now, everybody's seeing it. The food prices are going through the roof. I mean, I went to start landing with this story yesterday, and she's like, just get ready. i got to get a bunch of food. Kendall, my daughter's having her fourth birthday party tomorrow. A bunch of people are coming over. We've got to get food for everybody, plus my weekly food that I eat along with all the rest of the family. And she gave me the bill, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So what is this? She's like, dude, we got to get food. She goes, you haven't been in a grocery store in a while, have you? I said, well, yeah, I'm reading the articles about it, but no, you, I mean, you mainly go to the grocery store shopping. I'm always working. She's like, yeah. Go to the grocery store. Go look at beef and bison and all that stuff you like. I said, well, stop buying that for right now. I said, my goodness. I said, we're just going to calm down on that for a second. He's like, it's all gone up, man. But I'm like, jeez. Well, again, all these things are connected in my opinion. Weather and DARPA and HARP and weather modification are all very real things. I've gone into detail on this show all the way back from Vietnam era. And the Air Force disclosing that they had active weather modification platforms that they utilized. That was back from the 90s when they disclosed that. Very, very real stuff. And again, then they turn around after this happens. And of course, was the media parrot, it's because of global warming. Yes, it's because the cows are farting and you don't drive a Prius. That's why the earth's getting so hot. It's all your fault. There's going to be more tornadoes that land on your house if you don't stop eating beef and you don't start eating soy burgers so you can have gynomastia and be a softy and not want to do anything because your estrogen's so high. Oh, yes, that's the only thing you can do. Like, just shut up. Nobody cares your opinion, bro. Nobody listens to CNN anymore. It's all a bunch of pedophiles anyways. We already know that. That's why I tell all my friends and family. I said, don't listen to mainstream media. You take two minutes to listen to them. You can just feel the propaganda in the air. It's so negative. Honestly, when you watch CNN, you feel a negative energy on it. I don't know if I'm the only one that notices that, but I do. You just you feel it. Their demeanor. They're just they talk down to everybody in de- just derogatory manner. The constant wording, bam, flashing. There's always a graph chart on the side. Every time I turn it on or see it online, every time I turn it on, there's a big graph chart, big up and down like a dog on casino. Deaths are up. More cases are up. Everybody's got COVID up. I'm like, where's everybody at? I don't know. The other day, Polanski, Moron Polanski or whatever her name is, I came and listened to her. She's so obnoxious. The, uh, uh, Whatever it is, she handles the media. I, I can't, I can't stand her, but I just, I don't even watch her. The other day, somebody asked her. They said, "Well, if the COVID shot's working so good, why are people still getting the COVID, like cutting COVID? That shot." She goes, "Oh, it's breakthrough cases. It's breakthrough cases. We knew this might happen, but you have to understand, if you are not vaccinated, you have a twenty times higher chance of dying from COVID if you're not vaccinated." She said that verbatim. Twenty times higher. What? <laughs> I said 20 times higher chance of dying if you get COVID if you're not vaccinated. 
a 2,000% increase. And I, I started laughing. I said, I would love to see the double-blind clinical study on that research that if you don't get vaccinated and you get COVID, you have a 20 times chance higher of, higher of dying. I couldn't even I couldn't even hold it in. I was I just started laughing. I was in the office started laughing hysterically. I showed Steve and Ruben. We all laughed. It was a good time. And so I just started looking at this, and I thought to myself, wow. But here's the thing. The vast majority of Americans that are dumbed down on their fluoride and on their spike proteins that aren't awake are going to look at that and go, Oh, did you hear that? It just, oh, I, I got to get my booster. Do you hear what she said? If we don't get our booster, we're going to die 20 times more. Like, what? Doesn't he make sense? Do you know what you're saying? Oh, yeah. She said it. She said it on TV. It must be true. And they run off. They go get their booster. They get sicker, and they go, man, I'm so glad I got my shot. If I wouldn't have gotten my shot, I'd probably be dead right now. That's literally the mindset of the Covidian cult clowns right now that are running around. This is why, again, I reiterate, it is so crucial we continue to speak the truth and facts. Do your own research and have the facts to back them up in a conversation. And if the person can't rebuttal them, which they never can that I've been in the conversations with, they turn around and pitch fit and run off. But you may have planted a seed in their head, and they go home and they go, man, that's bizarre. Why are you saying that? Well, i got to look that up. They may look it up. They start looking more up, and then they go down the rabbit trail. They go down to Alice in Wonderland. They take the red pill. It's possible. It happens. I know a lot of people that prior to COVID, they were hardcore pro-vaccine. Absolutely. I make sure my kids get the shot. I get the flu shot. I absolutely go along with everything. The media knows what's right. The doctors know what's right. It's science. All of a sudden, COVID hits. I've talked to them now. A year after, two years after, they go, I'm not getting a shot. Those guys are a bunch of nuts. I don't believe anything they say. And I'm like, I wish I had a tape recorder. I said, but I'm proud that you're waking up now. I said, I'm very proud you've woken up on this. So, again, I encourage my friends, keep going and keep strong with everything that's happening. Also, to another news now, we're seeing China's now locking down all their ports again. What we're seeing now is that we're about to have probably a massive supply chain shock, probably more of which we've ever seen with China restricting everything that's going on right now. And uh, the effects of the restrictions, the country is trying to maintain what they're calling, I repeatedly talked about this, and Australia's done this, the COVID zero policy. And it's starting to hit supply chains in all regions again. As a result of slow movements of goods, some of the country's busiest and most important ports, I mean shippers, are now diverting to Shanghai, causing a type of knock-on delays of the world's biggest container ports that led to massive congestion bottlenecks last summer that eventually translated into record number of containing ships waiting off the coast of California, a glut that still has not been cleared today. This is going to get worse. HSBC economists are warning the U.S. world economy Excuse me, the world economy will be headed for the mother of all supply lane shocks if the highly infectious variant, which is already swamping most of the global economy, at this point causes manufacturing and distribution problems. Temporary, one would hope, but hugely disruptive all the same. Now, again, here's what they're telling you. Here's what they're really telling you. They're intentionally trying to slow down the velocity of money. That's talked about this repeatedly. The inflation is going through the roof right now. We're now at a 7% inflationary rate. It's going through the roof because of how much money they dumped in the markets with these bills, the last two or three bills they did, including Trump's. This You can't dump trillions of dollars in the market and not have inflation. It's, very, it's virtually impossible. What they've been doing now 
in order to control the markets when they need to control them, but also maintain the markets and maintain what's about to occur with what the World Economic Forum said, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. Remember how we've talked repeatedly how BlackRock and Vanguard and the banks are coming in and buying up huge swaths of real estate neighborhoods and mortgages? Yeah. Remember I told you about the neighborhood right down the road from me? Popped up out of nowhere. The entire neighborhood is 100% Hispanic from what I've seen, and nobody goes to work. Nobody, I, I just, like, nobody works there. I, talk, I told you, uh, Ted talked to one of the electricians. He blatantly said, he's like, I don't know how, how they're doing this. He goes, I can work my whole life, and I can't afford these $400,000 houses, and you got these Hispanic families in here that don't even speak English. They never leave, and somehow they're affording these giant mortgages. And I said, well, there's an issue going on. Well, now this is something nobody's talked about. This runaway house price inflation continues to characterize the used market. The housing prices have gone up 15.8% on average across the country as of October 21st. The U.S. housing prices are far above the 06 bubble peak. Unbelievably, in this situation, the Federal Reserve is still buying up mortgages. It buys a lot of them to continue to be the price-setting margin buyer, or what's called the big bid in the mortgage market, expanding its mortgage portfolio with one hand and printing money with the other. And I didn't realize this until I researched it the other day. The total assets of the Federal Reserve right now on their balance sheet are $8.7 trillion. Yeah, $8.7 trillion. That's their balance sheet right now, guys, and their assets. That was just $4.5 trillion at the end of 2016. It's literally almost doubled in five years. Now, here's the crazy part about this. On the balance sheet, the Federal Reserve owns $2.6 trillion in mortgages right now. That means that 24% of all outstanding residential mortgages in the entire country reside on the central bank's balance sheet, which has hereby earned the remarkable status of the Federal Reserve becoming the largest saving and loan institution in the world when it comes to mortgages. Single-handedly, 24% of the U.S. mortgages, $2.6 trillion on the balance sheet. Now, I know a lot of people, that's going to go over your head if you don't know a lot as far as economics. And I'm not being sarcastic. This, this, when you start dealing with these numbers, it boggles my mind a lot of times. When you're talking about 2.6T when it comes to mortgages held by the Central Reserve Bank, they preceded a rate of buying up tens of billions of dollars a month. Currently, right now, apparently, they're buying up $60 billion a month in mortgages, stoking the house price inflation, making it harder and harder for new families to afford houses. Now, here's the thing about this, and this is what we talked about. They've talked about repeatedly, kind of under the table, about erasing all debt, and basically people won't have anything, and you'll like it. You'll own nothing, and you'll like it. What it appears that they're doing now is they're trying to control the entire housing market. Once there is a giant market reset, what happens to all this? If the Federal Reserve stops being the big bid for mortgages, how much higher would the mortgage interest rates go from their abnormally low levels right now? When the mortgage rates rise, how quickly will the house price inflation end? Will it reverse? What happens to a lot of these notes? Of course, a lot of people right now, you can go get a 2.5% you know, mortgage on the house, which is extremely low, hence why the housing market has gone through the roof. What does this all mean in the long term? To be completely honest with you, I don't think anybody fully understands how big this bubble is going to be when it comes down. When you're talking about the Federal Reserve holds 24% of all U.S. mortgages now on their balance sheet, that is grossly disturbing considering the fact the Federal Reserve was really only designed to be via Congressional Act, the central bank 
that controlled the money supply, which was complete and totally illegal. Congress should have never ratified that. Now we're talking about them being the biggest mortgage lender in the entire world, essentially. There's something very, very strange going on. And when you start hearing about these companies like BlackRock going in, which are directly tied to the Federal Reserve, they're essentially an extension of the Federal Reserve. When you start hearing about them coming in, I've heard about this repeatedly, coming in now with developers and saying, we'll buy out the entire subdivision at the beginning. You don't even have to break ground yet. The developers are going, okay, give me my $20 million check. You can have everything. And they go, okay, here's your check. Here's the contract. We want it all. And they go in and buy up it all. This is what they're doing right now. And it's very strange in Florida because we're seeing like the biggest housing boom ever in Florida history. Everybody's moving to Florida right now. It's like every time I turn around, more people are moving down here. I told you before the traffic. I'm not going to complain about it anymore because it doesn't help it. Why is everybody moving to Florida? Why does Florida seem like it's the free state right now? Are they setting Florida up for something in the future? to flip it blue and then completely lock it down? Do they know everybody needs to move down to Florida that is a free thinker that wants to be in a free state because they have something planned for Florida in the future? I don't know, but nothing adds up. It seems too good to be true right now. And DeSantis is taking care of us for the most part, and we're continuing to get the truth and freedom out there. But again, I'm not going to take my eyes off what's going on right now, and I'm definitely not going to think it's the high horse because as as people know, if you're ever in business, there's always peaks And there's always troughs, always, 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 always. There's a big, big peak right now that everybody thinks it's never going to go down. A lot of people, when they're not used to it, they always think the peak's never going to stop. When they hit the trough, they never think the trough's going to go back up again. You have to make sure you're balanced somewhere in the middle to where you can maintain your lifestyle without having to rely on those peaks. That's very, very crucial, especially right now. There's so much volatility in the market. They're already saying now, that the Federal Reserve is going to start basically increasing the interest rate. They've already talked about this now back in March, excuse me, in March, in the future. This is going to have a huge effect on the doggone uh, stock market. There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now with this whole NFTs, the, the, you know, the non-fungible tokens, with this whole metaverse that's going on. I was explaining to my friend the other day, I was over at their house, they, were, they got a woodworking company, they're working on some stuff, and there's three of us over there. And I was explaining to them what the metaverse is. And I said, it's going to be a universe that's fully digital that's going to bring in the transhumanism platform, and everybody's going to accept it. I said, this is why they're going to accept it. This is why they can make every thought of man evil all the time. I said, with the Neuralink that Elon Musk is coming out with, now with the goggles that you're going to be using for the virtual reality in, the, 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 um, in, the, in this metaverse – I said they're going to tie you into this. I said the next they're going to come out with these big chambers that you can sit in and basically sit in them so you can basically go to the bathroom and not have to get up. And you're going to be able to go in, put your goggles on, go into this metaverse, and do whatever you want to do, whatever weird stuff you want to do. There's stock out now. Somebody told me the other day it's the uh, a metaverse. On, uh, it's, it's casino metaverse. It's a giant casino like Vegas being built in the metaverse right now. I have a hard time understanding this stuff because I operate in reality. I don't operate in delusions. So I've had a hard time understanding this, but I've been getting into it now, and the more I get into it, the creepier it's getting. And I don't mean getting into it like I'm going into it. I mean I'm researching it. I have no desire to live into that platform. They said with the Neuralink, once they design it, it will literally feel like you are in the virtual reality from the tactile experience to the dopamine to the serotonin. They will all trigger because remember, 
Everything's based in the brain. Everything that happens with the brain, everything that occurs with the brain, anything you experience, pleasure, pain, it all stems to the brain. They can trigger that, and they know how to trigger it. And so it is absolutely crucial you understand what we're working with right now. They want to make it so that you own nothing and you're happy and you can live in the metaverse. That is why he said that. That is the platform they're working on. Once they send you in the transhumanism world, your connection to God Almighty, how does that work? You're not even functioning properly anymore. How, how are, you, are people going to go to the metaverse to read the Bible and go to church? I can pretty much promise you there's not going to be a whole lot of pastoral teaching and true biblical teaching in the metaverse. I can guarantee you that. Then remember, that's where they're going to start rolling in the social credit score, and all that platform is going to start making what you can do in the metaverse. Once they start restricting what you can do in the metaverse, people are going to be very compliant because they're going to literally be living in a virtual reality game. This is something... We have to know about, not that I want to be involved in it, but you have to understand what they're doing so you can look at the long play on how they're trying to do it. So again, I encourage my friends, do your own research. I cannot encourage people to do that anymore. I've told everybody repeatedly, you don't have to take my opinion. You don't have to take what I say. Do your own research. I do this a lot. I research a lot. So most of my stuff, I'm pretty doggone factual because I try to be very accurate with everything I research. Someone was asking me the other day about that patent that came out back, I think it was like August of last year, and I was like, yeah. I said, it's it's a patent that basically is going to be a digital surveillance based on a credit score they're going to build on you. It's going to monitor everything with this patent that they're basically putting on the new phones. Precise data location, length of time you spend around people, ventilation rate of people that you're around, images of people looking at the screen of their mobile phone if you're wearing a mask, sounds from the microphone and personal devices if you're washing your hands, facial recognition data, all of it, man. And I pulled it up earlier because somebody asked me about it. I said it's U.S. Patent 202100825838A1. Title is Methods and Systems of Prioritizing Treatments, Vaccination and Testing, and Activities While Protecting the Privacy of Individuals. Well, they don't care about the privacy of individuals at all. It's going to be all building a social credit score based on what you do and how you comply. Again, Non-compliance is key, my friends. You absolutely cannot submit to any of this stuff under any circumstances. Push back with every bit of energy. We know it's not going to get easier. We already know that from what they talked about in the New Testament with Paul and all those guys. You have to keep pushing forward and stand up for you believe. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters. I repeatedly say that, and I mean it sincerely. I've got customers and friends and walk-ins all the time. They come in, and I try to talk to everybody the best I can as long as I'm not on a show wrapped up in something, and I always thank everybody. We're in business because of you. We're on this show because of you. We can't run this show without our friends and family and health masters, family and customers because we don't have ads. I just gave you guys an hour-long breakdown of every single thing that's going on right now that's important and i try to give you the latest and greatest activities of what's happening no commercials no ads no breaks i hate commercials so i'm not going to put my friends through commercials (laughs) just my personal opinion on that so i appreciate the support if you guys need anything be sure to check out healthmasters.com the vitamin c antioxidant capsules i got it back on the website everybody's been asking me about it it's the same formula as the vitamin c antioxidant with quercetin powder but it's in the capsule form we got more of it in another batch in yesterday 
on the website, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check it out if you need it. Also, to the B-Complex, our methylated B vitamin formula, on sale for 15% off right now for the beginning of the year. Check that out as well. And the update on the Superfood Complete is product of the week. That will be on there shortly. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight getting ready for that. Got even more stuff that I didn't even get to touch today. I'll be going deeper into that with Doug and more stuff on the metaverse and why it's so important we do not get involved with that platform. So again, thank you for the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome Friday night. Enjoy yourself, whatever you get into. Have a great weekend. I'm going to have my, my daughter's birthday tomorrow. I've got a bunch of stuff planned for her. She's going to have a blast. So I encourage you, live your life to the fullest. Be blessed, stay strong, do not live in fear because we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind, my friends. So thank you again. I'll talk to you again on this show. Uh, it'll be Monday as always. Enjoy the Hagman broadcast tonight. Again, thank you for supporting Hagman as well and forwarding his shows, forwarding our shows, getting this information as far as you can. Even if you don't want to forward our shows, forward some of these articles that we put on the website on a regular basis. It is crucial we continue to keep the information fired up. Thank you again, my friends. I'll talk to you again on Monday on this show. Have a great weekend. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.